Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Power of ODI podcast. I'm Dan Harding, Editor-in-Chief, here with a very special guest, my friend, someone I've spent a lot of time in the industry with, Mr. Nick Harvey. Nick, how's it going? Doing very well, Dan. How are you? Good, good. It was a, it was a fun morning for, for me, getting to blast around on the Wellcraft 355. I wanted to just start off by thank you for that, for that invitation to come down and uh, experience that new boat. That's an exciting one. Uh, boys. Really a pleasure to have you, and uh, when we can, which is not always the case, we like to, uh, to give our friends at Paramodi a little exclusive, so uh, uh, glad that you came down and, and saw the boat with us. Uh, any day with you out in the water is, uh, is a good day in my book. Beats a day in the office anytime. Uh, Nick, we've been working together for a long time. You had numerous roles within Group Beneteau, but I wanted to take a step back and get to know Nick Harvey, the boater, a little bit. How, how did you get your start? Is this, were you born into a family of boaters? So I was born on the west coast of France, and uh, and yes, I was actually born in a family of boat. Very different boating to the boating I do now. Um, my I'm family sure. was uh, more into uh, um, like beach catamarans and uh, um, and uh, sort of dinghy sailing and, mm-hmm. and and a little bit of fishing as well. Really, but mostly on older boats, um, not the type of offshore fishing with a lot of outboards on the back. Um, I'm talking more like four and a half horsepower. Wow, you know, uh, um, you know brands from uh, the past. Some of them don't exist anymore, even. But that's the kind of family that I grew up in on the west coast of France. Okay, and uh, just really enjoyed the water. Had t- tremendous amount of respect for the water mm-hmm. and uh, and what you could do on the water. Do you think that early sailing experience has helped you now as you've been leaving these powerboat brands? I mean, I, f- I feel like sailors, not to praise them too much on Paramoria, but they have a certain level of respect for the ocean. It's definitely a key point um, is that that sort of connection with the water and the ocean. I think power boaters alike understand, you know, what the dangers of the waters and the ocean can be. Um, You just get a little bit of a different perspective when when you come from the, uh, you know, from the sailing world. But uh, I'd say I was always about 50-50 between between sail and power myself. Okay, I I can see that with you. So when when did it morph from something you grew up with as a kid, kind of messing around in boats to... When did it click? Did you know from a young age that this was a field you wanted to be in? Not necessarily. It was uh, it was kind of a um, little bit of a random series of events. Okay. Um, just when I graduated from college, I actually went to work um, for a company that I'd done an internship with in the automobile world. Hmm. And uh, funnily enough, I had done another internship with a brand of the group Beneteau the year prior. Wow. Um, but when I graduated... Um, I sent my resume out to the two companies that I'd done internship with. One of them was Group Beneteau, and wow. I got hired by the automobile company. Oh no! So it, it was a little bit of a, of a, you know, of an interesting path. But yeah. I was very happy to go work um, there. Um, it was actually in London, in the UK. So wow. I worked there for a little while. And after five or six years, the group Beneteau got back in touch with me. They had your resume on file. They're like, whatever happened to that intern? I was friends with a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the team members at, at the group Beneteau in France. And, uh, and so they called me back and they, uh, they were like, we're looking for uh, someone to go to the United States. Um, and at the time, the, uh, the job was to uh, be in charge of Lagoon Catamaran sales in North America. So that was my first job with the group Beneteau. Wow. Uh, I mean, a big job. I like to back up half a step. What was your internship like? Was it was that on the the business and sales side, or what was that first? Yeah, it was the um, the. It's a very interesting uh, question, actually, because I can relate to it in in my current job. It's um, the job was that Lagoon Catamarans. It was with the Lagoon Catamaran division of the Group Beneteau up until 
that time was selling boats direct without a dealer network. Okay. And as an intern, I helped the guy who was the sales director at the time build that dealer network from scratch. So we basically, I designed a questionnaire um, and we sent it out to a lot of dealers around the world, uh, whether they were group Beneteau dealers or not, um, and asked them the basic questions. You know, are you familiar with that type of boat? Uh, have you ever sold any, um, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's funny because there's a lot of, you know, uh, things that I did back then that I do now again in this new venture that we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. But uh, that that's what the internship was. And, that, uh, that is amazing. I mean, most interns, you're, you're making coffees and, you know, making making copies, running for coffees, but you were setting up a dealer network. Yeah. In an internship. It sounds kind of amazing. I was uh, not 20 years old when, that, <laughs> when all that happened. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great, you know, it was a great passion for the brand. And, uh, and so it, 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 it was easy. And the first dealer network for Lagoon was born then. It's, it's amazing that you are doing such a similar, similar job now. I don't know if that means you had the world's best internship or you just haven't gone that far. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. What a, what a path. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. So fast forward a little bit. I came into the industry lucky enough to join Power Mordiot and we really got to know you, uh, when you were at Prestige and Janot. And really one of the things, you, you definitely impressed me right out of the gate. I think the first thing that impressed me was your mastery of multiple languages at a time when I was really just trying to work on the one myself. Uh, but you also have a great way of building relationships with a lot of different people. You know, a lot of people will talk crap to your face, but speak nicely about you behind your back. And that's, uh, that's, a, nice, that's a nice thing. How, what do you attribute that ability to build relationships to? That's just a gift you always had. Is that something someone inspired you? I think that very early on, I had a passion for cultural differences mm. and and really making sure that I understood what the other person was trying to tell me and that I made myself, you know, understand as clearly as possible. And I was just um, just always passionate for that interaction. Yeah. Um, very early on, I was very curious. I remember my first trip to the United States when I was 11 years old. It, was, it wasn't actually my first trip, but my first trip by myself. Wow. Um, and um, I was always super curious about everything and wanting to understand everything. And so it just naturally, it's not something that I can say I worked on. It's just naturally that I, that I really enjoy interpersonal relationships and, and, and understanding what, you know, what, what the person... I'm having a conversation with or sharing with yeah. um, has in their head what they're passionate about. So, well, that's a, that's a pretty good segue because something that you were a big supporter of ours, you know, when that you were at Chino and prestige to the point where you would actually take part of our summer boat program. I got back up, tell a little story. When I came into the industry, I used to hear all these stories from some of our more senior members about how they used to get boat builders would hand them boats and the keys for the summer. And I thought, I'm like, these are great old stories from decades ago, but there, there's no way those times are dead and gone. Well, fast forward, you actually gave us a chance to do just that. And as you know, uh, it was a Juno leader. And uh, I mean, f so I guess the question is one, it was, you know, what were you thinking? But, uh, but B, what inspired you to kind of give us that level of trust? I think it's a win-win situation is, is really where the inspiration and, and the will to do to take part of, you know, the Paramotor Yacht Summer Program, mm. Summer Boat Program, because, you know, it's great for you to be able to experience for more than just a few hours on the water yeah. what 
you know, our boats are all about. Yeah. And it's great for me to be able to get your feedback mm. and I uh, get the exposure because obviously, obviously you write stories and, and publish stories about your experience with that boat all summer long. So it's really a win-win situation that, you know, doesn't take very long to look at it and say, this is a great idea. Well, I appreciate it for a number of things. I mean, because one, you know, you, you lend us this boat, but you, you also trust us to write an honest review. I mean, I think a lot of people would look at those summer boat programs and say, oh, yeah, they get the boat for a summer. They're going to write some glowing story. And luckily, your boats were great. So it made, the, made it easy. But, you know, you, you definitely trusted us to give an honest critique, which I appreciated. But then also, ever since I was lucky enough to take over at Power Modiot, I've been trying to expand our stories beyond the out and back sea trial to really experience the boat as as a real customer were and uh just these summer boat programs that you uh you helped us with has really had a great ripple effect and something i could point to and now other builders are letting us go on the boat maybe for a couple of days at a time maybe not a full summer they're not as uh we'll call it brave as you but uh it's something that's definitely positively impacted our brands so appreciate it plus we had a couple we had a couple of fun trips there ourselves yeah you yeah, I, I remember a couple of trips through uh new york city particularly where we had some so much fun and uh i also want to say dan that you know from our point of view this is something that we did in partnership with our dealers that were in the area every yes. time and they play yeah. a very important role in that because Great they're point. the ones who ultimately find the right solution to be able to let you use the boat and then be able to resell the boat after the summer boat program so our dealers played a key role in that and I want to recognize them and thank them for their help on that. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. So uh, jumping forward, you're you're about to, you're starting a new adventure, not unlike a summer boat program, but you have recently taken over as brand director of Wellcraft and Four Winds, and kind of as we teased in the beginning of the episode, had a, a really fun ride on the reimagined 355. What what an awesome boat! But I guess out of the gate, I'd like to ask you what what excites you most about this new role, the new challenge. Well, I've always been excited by challenges. Ever, th ever since I took my first role, I mean, literally my, my friends back in France in 2003, when I came to the U.S. for the first time, looked at me and said, what are you doing? You're like packing up your entire life and moving to the U.S. with two suitcases. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like a really exciting adventure. And then wow. I came back to France in 2009 uh, with my wife and, and two daughters, age one and two, ready for another <sighs> adventure came back to the U.S. in 2014 to, to run Genoa and Prestige America. You were talking about that a minute ago. Yeah. So I've, I've always been sort of the adventure guy, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, you know, when the opportunity came up and the, the, the group Beneteau decided that we were going to invest um, mm -hmm. in the Warcraft and Four Winds brand and, and really try to uh, take both of these brands to a global level like we hadn't done before, yeah. um, they, they thought of asking me and I was very humbled to... Uh, to, to accept the job because I'm excited about, you know, the adventure and the challenge. Well, I think that's an important distinction because you're not just, you know, replacing somebody that was running the brands and you're trying to say, Hey, Nick, the boat's on this course, just keep, keep it straight. I mean, you really are at a, you know, at a, at a crossroads for, for these brands where they're really being reinvented. And we, we saw that this morning, you guys can stay tuned for more coverage on the 355 up on the website and social media. But I mean, this is, this is a totally new brand. You can't get a more exciting time, I think, for these brands. No, it's 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 really it's really fun, and um, I, I have to say it's it's the result of many years of you know of thinking yeah. you know what what could be the best uh, path for these brands, and what's unique about about Wellcraft and Four Winds today is that one they belong to the group Beneteau, so um, I can't 
sit here and take all the credit. Mm. Uh, first of all, we've barely started. And second of all, there is a whole team uh, in Group Beneteau, both in North America and in Europe, that is really uh, you know, backing me up, developing yeah. the product, making suggestions, um, you know, pushing the envelope to what we can do, how we want to serve today's boaters better than we did yesterday. And I think that's really where your where your strength is going to come in. I mean, it's it's been fun talking different boating trends with you over the years. I and mean, it seemed like between you and Eric Strongberg were my favorite people to, to talk about trends and and what do the new boaters look like. So that was actually going to be one of my one of my next questions is as you look at this 355, you, you talk a lot about the new boater or the boater of tomorrow. What do you think, how does the boater that's getting into the sport now differ from somebody who got into the sport maybe 10 years ago? I think one of the, one of the results of, of some research that we did is that t- today's boater, a, a little bit like today's car fanatic, is looking to get a little bit more adrenaline mm. through the sport that they're choosing to do. So, um, you know, if, if, if you look at, you know, some brands like Jeep, for example, the amount of um, adrenaline driven activities that they've organized surrounding, you know, their Jeep owner base uh, and things like that, I think has multiplied enormously in the past few years. And that's the result of, of, of demand. You know, um, these owners are looking for more thrill. What we want to be is exactly that. We want to be the boating company, Warcraft in this particular mm-hmm. case, mm-hmm. that will bring this excitement, this adventure, this adrenaline-driven uh, boat that will allow the owner of this boat to practically go anywhere and do anything. Um, and that's, you know, it's not something that was necessarily in the DNA of boaters. Um, I think COVID accelerated this sort of, yeah. you know, this quest for adventure um, uh, and as you can imagine, we've worked on the branding a lot and you'll see a lot more of that coming out in the coming month, but we did the, the typical Chinese portrait exercise for, you know, what is Wellcraft tomorrow yeah. and the sport that we chose was free climbing, for example. So oh, if, you can, if you can relate, you know, the f- sport of free climbing, there's a risk element to it. Of course, our boats are safe. Mm-hmm. They were manufactured mm-hmm. to an MMA certification standard and, and CE, of course. But it's yeah. that kind of spirit that we're looking for and I think caters to today's boater that maybe is a little different from yesterday's. That, that free climbing, that's, uh, that's a really interesting, good, good way of, of putting that. It's, um, you know, we talk to a lot. I mean, this, this 355, I mean, this, this boat was born... Springsteen reference, born, born to run. I mean, it's, uh, you get this 50 knot boat, triple 350 Mercury's on the back. I mean, that the speed must be a, a huge element in that, in that adrenaline factor. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, there's really no point building a boat that either someone else is already building or yeah. just, you know, trying to, to do a copy of it. Um, we, we have something very unique in this Walkraft 355 that it's the only fast American commuter style boat, yeah. if you will. And this, you know, we didn't necessarily invent the Scandinavian concept of the commuter. And there was even an American commuter family of boats. You wrote a great article yeah. back in the day about Thanks. The, the, the Wall Street, you know, um, guys that were running from their home in Connecticut yeah. faster than than on the dirty train. I remember that article. You, you guys did a great job with that. Thanks. I won't that mention the brand you did it with, but <laughs> yeah, we'll leave but, that off. But we that, could we could do that episode. again. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Would, but so that would be I, I think you know that was the idea. Try to try to find those key principles that would basically guide what that boat is, and we felt that 
the heritage of Wellcraft. Yeah. You know, 60 years, more than 60 years of passion born right here in Florida, just fit perfectly with what we wanted to do. So it's, it's just, it's just a great adventure that we're about to embark on with, with Wellcraft and our dealers and our boats. It really is. And I know, you know, from, from watching you and, and Benito over the years, this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure. This is going to, I know this is not going to be the, the last new Wellcraft that, that's coming out. This is going to be definitely a, a brand to watch. And, and hopefully that means more, more fun adventures, maybe some, uh, maybe do another golf trip or something on one of these boats. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. Lastly, Nick, is uh, you talk about new adventures and, and restarting. You're relocating now just to the sunny south, to, to Florida with your family to really, you know, spearhead this project. But uh, does that mean a change in your boating? Are you, uh, are there any trips in the future? Any changes in how you get on the water with your own family? I think it will be very different down here. Um, uh, you know, I've enjoyed living in a Chesapeake Bay for the last uh, was 15 years, a little bit more than that, on and off with a couple yeah. trips back to France. Um, the, the boating in the Chesapeake, I'm sure you've experienced it, Dan, is incredible from the standpoint yeah. that it's a lot of rivers, a lot of nook and crannies that you can, um, you know, kind of anchor in and it's it's shallow and it's protected. Down here, you have a, a much bigger area to explore, so to speak, with the Bahamas just across the Gulf Stream right. and the Florida Keys and, of course, all up and down the coast and the universe of the intercoastal waterway, which is, you know, a whole different ball game. Yeah. So yeah, I think my boating will be, will be very different. Um, my two teenage daughters uh, who've been driving boats by themselves since they were 13 years old, which That's is the, I the, love the legal age for, you know, operating a vessel of less than 26 feet in Maryland in protected waters and, and during daytime. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, showing them around here and, and going out boating as a family. And some, I think will be bigger trips. You know, yeah. like to the Bahamas and, and, and maybe um, the Keys and things. And just I'm looking forward to just, you know, discovering the ICW, what it has to offer on uh, New River here in Fort Lauderdale and, and some other places in Miami. If I could uh, segue to one, one last personal question. You, you're talking about your daughters operating the boat. And as I have a young one that I'm trying to instill a love for the water, is there any tips or tricks? I mean, how did, how did you, you know, how did your daughters get to take to the water so well? So I think, you know, first of all, boating with us, you know, boating with the parents and, uh, and try to, you know, explain to them you know, what, what are the sort of the basic rules for safety on a boat yeah. um, was, was paramount all growing up. They, they've been on, um, you know, our boat since they were two and three years old, practically. Wow. Yeah. And then um, they took courses, classes, um, yeah. like power boating operating, operating classes mm -hmm. in, in Annapolis. Um, where we lived uh, before moving to, to South Florida. And um, that was that was very important to get their level of comfort up. Mm. And then um, trust, you know, and then you just got to trust them. And so oh boy. I built this little um, sort of safety check sheet and, um, and it was sort of a double-sided sheet that included, you know, the startup operation of the boat mm. and uh, anchoring operations, you know, always how to be safe. And at first they were that. reading it, you know, before going out. And then it kind of became more of a habit. And yeah. once in a while I would quiz them, you know, when they go out, like, all right, so what do you do next? And so on. And, you know, after, after a few times, I saw that they were able to do it and I let them go. Wow. Let them fly the coop, huh? <laughs> That's, you must, the mix of nervousness yet pride at the same time is something I can't, I, I can't even really imagine yet, but that's, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, it's it's great to see your kids and enjoy and take you know take to the enjoyment of the of the boating. It's such such a great sport that has the perfect balance of 
you know, respect for the water, you know, understanding of your environment, um, and and, uh, and and a little bit of planning, yeah, and you know, anticipating as well. You have to have you know water, even if you're just going for a little spin around the harbor, because you know you don't know what's going to happen. And um, so yeah, it's I think it's a, it's it's really a fantastic sport that uh, that we hope more and more Americans can try. It's, it's such a great answer. And you're really answering my last question, which is, you know, what did, how did boating change your life? What did, you know, what did boating bring to your life? So many things. Um, because I was, you know, lucky enough to grow up as a sailor and I, I still enjoy the occasional sailing trips, um, you know, with friends chartering a catamaran or in, in, in the BVI or, or out of Fajardo, Puerto Rico, which I've gotten to love the Spanish Virgin Islands in the last few years, a little, you know, less in the beaten you know, in the yeah. been path yeah. uh, than, than the BVI. But um, so there's the, the aspect of the social aspect of boating is, is awesome. The relaxing aspect of boating is awesome. The challenging aspect of boating is really awesome too. Sometimes, you know, you get faced with, you know, like a mechanical challenge that you need to face. I mean, let's be honest, we've all had these, yeah. uh, yeah. know, the, the broken Smiling, down boat. I've just been there, yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, name another sport that can throw at you these challenges and be as rewarding at the same time when you're out there. In my opinion, there isn't one. So I think boating is is just a, just an awesome, awesome sport to take part in. Well, Nick, I couldn't say it any better myself. I look forward to getting to do a little bit more boating on a, uh, on a Wellcraft or Four Winds here real soon. Thanks very much, Dan, for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. We'll see, we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water. Without my love for the